Well, hello everybody. Welcome back. This week I have Robert with us from OnFleet. I am extremely excited to have him on the on the show. Uh, with that said, Robert, I wanted to give you a big warm welcome to the show. Oh, well, thanks, Tony. Happy to be here. I'm excited to be on your show. I didn't realize you said you were approaching about a million views, so pretty exciting. It seems like you've got an extensive network to reach out to, and uh, happy to talk about OnFleet and uh, globally paid. Awesome. Thank you so much. So let's kick it off with a one word open, Robert. If you could use one word to describe how you're feeling right now as we're getting started, that would be great. I would say excited. Excited. I love yeah. it. Great. Let's start with your background before we dive into Onfleet. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more about the background, your background. Um, so personally, I've always been, I would say, an entrepreneur. Um, I feel I started the troll craze in the 90s. Um, my parents didn't own a card and gift store, so I grew up in a card and gift store family. Um, so, you know, originally started growing up in the back of a retail store. Um, from there, I've always built little businesses and tried to, you know, sell items at a comic book store, paintball store. And then from there, I went into banking. Um, and then amazingly enough, uh, my assistant manager and I in banking made a five-year plan to get into tech. And due to that five-year plan, we moved cross-country from Boston to California. Um, my assistant manager at that time, he... So he got into OnFleet and then hired me in. And so now he's my boss and um, I'm uh, his employee. So interesting switch of roles, but uh, it's really worked out for both of us. And we're, you know, super excited about where we've taken OnFleet so far. That is, that's a really cool story. Thanks for sharing that with us. Now let's dive right into OnFleet. If you could take three to five minutes, you know, talk to me about the inception, the aha moment, how you got started, where you're at today, uh, some some crazy wins that you've had. We'll get into wins in a second, but just kind of I want the I want the audience to know exactly what Onfleet does. If you sure. if, if you could, yep. So Onfleet was started out of a Stanford Startex program. So two of the founders are from Stanford. Um, they enrolled in the program and actually won the competition. And so Onfleet was born from there. Um, Onfleet's been around seven years. I've been with the company six. Um, I'm the director of partnerships currently at Onfleet. And we've actually doubled revenue every year since inception. And we're about to um, provide our 100th millionth delivery this month. Um, so it's really just a great place to work. In fact, it's so great that we just won bless, best place to work in San Francisco. And the, I think the aha moment when you uh, talk with the founders about the inception of OnFleet, they um, so a couple of the members of OnFleet were living in the Middle East and in the Middle East, it's pretty hard to get to, or to provide directions. Sometimes it's really based on landmarks. And so they originally had started a company called Addy. And so Addy was a way to provide addresses or GPS location to individuals. Um, and they really brought this about because they were trying to get individuals to weddings or parties and really didn't have a clean way to do that. <clears throat> So what they ended up doing was using the GPS um, location tracking in a phone and providing a way and creating a way to provide that. So from there, they commercialized it into a logistics management system. So they pivoted into OnFleet and OnFleet was born. Um, what OnFleet does is it provides last mile logistics software for in-house fleet management. 
And there's really three components of OnFleet. So there's the dispatcher dashboard, which is web-based. And from there, our dispatchers or administrators can sign in. They can see the drivers in real time. Um, everything updates multiple times per second. So it's a really a real life feel to everybody utilizing OnFleet. And then from there, um, we also have driver applications for iOS or Android that drivers can download. And they're both the highest rated driver apps among all modern logistics software in both app stores. So we really pride ourselves on that experience. And then on top of that, we have automatic customer messaging. So just like in the Uber or Lyft experience, as you're <clears throat> receiving deliveries, you can see drivers in real time with tracking pages, receive alerts about the delivery happening. Um, we provide, we, we provide not only tracking of the driver, but also alerts about what number a customer is within a route. Um, we also provide information on a driver arriving, and then we also ask for feedback on the driver um, once the delivery has occurred. And so all of that wrapped together with our route optimization and auto assignment logic, which is AI driven, um, really helps to provide an incredible customer experience as companies are trying to deliver items or products to these end recipients. And that's basically uh, OnFleet in a nutshell. Excellent. I know when you were kind enough to give me a demo, I loved the UI, the, the, just the look and feel of your whole app is amazing. So I could, I could definitely agree with you and echo what you said about how awesome of an app it is and all that good stuff. Um, I have a question for you. So what do you think is the biggest contribution to your accelerated growth? I know you guys have had an amazing accelerated growth. Like if there's one or two things that's helped you achieve this kind of acceleration, what would that be, Robert? Um, number one, I would say it's just product market fit. Um, we, you know, I think a lot of the times when they say for entrepreneurs, you know, you got to be in the right place at the right time. And that's really where OnFleet placed itself. Um, you know, Uber and Lyft really started around the same time OnFleet did. Most of our competitors in the space started around the same time we did. And what you were finding is that people in general were using mobile devices more and more. And, you know, when back when I was in banking, it was very interesting to watch because, you know, in the U.S., you've got this banking system where banks are located in the towns that you live in and you have to go to the town and you would have to get cash. and You would have to, you know, work with the bankers within that location. But mobile devices really allowed people to start doing banking electronically. And so especially in developing countries, you would see that these mobile devices made it so that even people in um, really rural areas can now have access to types of information and services that people in um, urban areas were really receiving. Um, and that growth through the use of mobile devices and the technology really accelerated everything. Um, for us, it was just a, a really strong product market fit at the time because there was a, a real demand, especially as Uber and Lyft were being generated, companies really wanted to be Uberized. They wanted to be able to track their drivers and then over time, it's really become commoditized. So at this point, it's almost a given that if you're going to be tracking um, or if you're receiving some type of item, you want to be able to track it. You don't want to be sitting at home having the unknown of when is my item going to be here? Do I need to wait five hours? Do I need to wait 10 hours? Um, so nowadays, you know immediately when the item has been purchased, you know immediately when it's being packed, when it's being shipped, when it's going to be received. And then on top of that, you know, there's a lot of different industries we serve. 
Um, some of the major industries that we happen to serve are cannabis, grocery, uh, prepared meals, pharmaceuticals, flowers, um, produce boxes, um, basically you name it. If it gets delivered, we touch upon it. And in, in a lot of ways, one of the big things is our cust our founders, when they originally started on Fleet, um, what some of the first businesses they were trying to service were cannabis customers. And so at that time, these dispensaries were opening up, but a lot of people weren't willing to service cannabis because it wasn't mainstream. It was kind of this unknown. People didn't know if it was going to exist or not. And OnFleet was a pro-cannabis company and was interested in servicing them. And so we actually started to work with a lot of cannabis customers at first. At that time, our software was kind of buggy. They would accept the bugginess and kind of work through it with us. Um, and so uh, amazingly, as the cannabis industry grew, we grew with them. But at the same time, we were also working with a lot of large grocers. And so in the beginning of OnFleet, about a year or so after I was there, Amazon bought Whole Foods. And with Amazon buying Whole Foods, that was a huge catalyst for this interest in delivery. And then from there, along with the pandemic driving more and more interest in delivery, um, that's really gotten on fleet to where it is today. So it's, it's really been this perfect product market fit. It's been kind of the, you know, the tailwinds of the industry kind of pushing us forward. Um, and then really the big thing as well is that we're a product focused company. So from the beginning, um, our founding team has really decided, and I think this is also part of the Stanford education that if you build it, they will come. And so they've got this product that they built that, you know, and I know you've seen it, Tony, it's, it's a beautiful design. It's really intuitive. And then it's really flexible. So we can service a lot of different industries with this simple software um, with a lot of complexity in the back end, but we present it in a simple way. So we're really turning something that's complex into something delightful. And I think that's really one of the, the key differentiators for us from our competitors. You know, and even if we look at the legacy software in this space, um, most of it is antiquated. You know, we are now in an API first era and we consider ourselves an API first company. So whereas before you used to have all the components of your software stack under one roof or under one company, um, nowadays you can take best in class services, combine them together and really create the optimal choice for your software out of all these different best in class services. So I think all of those pieces together um, have really set us apart and really set us up for a lot of success in the future. That's outstanding. I think all those things combined, it's it's not a surprise that you guys are having this kind of amazing uh, growth. So with that said, you know, you get, you just mentioned something really important. You said you guys got one of the top best places to work. So can we touch on culture for a little bit? Oh, yeah, definitely. Great. Could you tell um, me, yeah, talk to me about your culture. I would love for the audience to find out a little bit more about the culture over at OnFleet. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I was a rower in college and I would always sit in the bow and they always say that the bowman is the cheerleader in the boat. And I am a huge cheerleader of OnFleet. So, you know, you, you definitely pick the topic that I like to talk about. Um, you know, I myself, I'm a single father and uh, I was, when I got hired at OnFleet, I was employee number six or seven. And I was actually the first employee with children. So it's, it's near and dear to my heart how OnFleet has taken care of my family. And um, 
and really like helped me live a better life with my children and care for them. And in most startups, you just don't experience that. Um, you know, a lot of the times they want you to work weekends. They want you to work extra hours. You know, there's this, this, um, this culture of, of, you know, if you're not working, you're not contributing, you're not part of the team. But the OnFleet team is totally different. The culture is really about, you know, the individual and, and understanding that we are people first. And so that culture, and as I've gotten to build it along with my team has been pretty incredible. Like it's really a culture of love at OnFleet. And I think that's really what drives us to be one of the best places to work specifically in San Francisco, um, if not the world. And, you know, when it comes to being a single father, taking care of two kids, time is of the essence. And, you know, I, we built this company um, over time, mainly remotely, but we did do traveling in between. But no matter what, my family needs were always taken into consideration. And so in a way, it only drove me to work even more to, to create this dream company that we've created. And I, you know, it's interesting too, because when you talk about culture at a company, especially with how the pandemic has affected everything um, and, and the remote worker lifestyle, one of our big questions was when the pandemic hit, you know, could we maintain this culture? And it really has been maintained. Um, and especially as we brought on in the last year, we've literally more than doubled our workforce. So it's been a very interesting journey um, as we've received funding, as, we, as we've expanded the team, as we've really worked to help all of these companies that needed assistance in this deliver or die world to come online. And it did create longer hours and, and more work. But overall, you know, if you needed assistance, if you needed time off just as a mental break, you know, even there were certain times where our CEO was literally saying to everybody, you need to take days off. You know, we realize you guys have been working hard. You need time off. You need a mental break. And so he would create these opportunities for us to do that. And I think that's really a testament to Onfleet's culture and love of the employees. That is really great. I love it. Uh, because, you know, we've all read that book, Culture Eats uh, Strategy for Breakfast. Yeah. And it's so true. And I, I did have, um, I, I know for a fact, one of your investors on here, Kyle York, and he was really proud to be an investor. And I may have even had one of your other investors on here as well. Um, but I, I did, sometimes I don't find out until after or because I got right. oh, one of the portfolio companies is on fleet. So, but I know for a fact, Kyle. So that's really cool. So I, here's my next question as we are hitting our stride. What is that one question that you're wishing that I would have asked you about on fleet that I have not asked you? Hmm. That's a tough one to, I might have to come back. To sure. That. Or even yeah. like whenever you're, I know you've, you've done a lot of other interviews as well and everyone has like, you know, generally speaking, you know, same level of questions, but sometimes you might get that one question that you're like, hmm, that was a good question about honestly to ask. No one else has ever asked that before. So think about that little one. Let me know. Let me know. Yeah. If any, because I know we covered a lot, so that's really great as well. Well, yeah, I, I guess, Tony, I, I guess there is one. I mean, you know, it's interesting because when you're in a successful company, you know, sometimes we overlook the challenges that came about. Um, but it was, for me, I guess, and I guess this would be one of the biggest challenges that we faced, um, 
you know, when we first started on fleet or when they first started on fleet or I first got hired about a month in all of a sudden, and this is, I've worked at startups before, but nothing that has really gone to the success that OnFleet has. And when I first started OnFleet, um, they had received a nice seed funding round. And so they hired me in. Um, and then immediately after that, there was a question of a funding crisis. So it was like the first challenge we faced as a team. And I remember when getting hired, I was talking to our CEO, Holid, and we had talked about trust. And so I think one of the biggest challenges um, with a startup is the trust level. You know, you're moving in, you've got these executives or these new founders who they, you know, they've been in consulting roles, they might have worked for companies, but they might not have always run a successful company and brought it to certain stages. And so you have to go in really trusting these individuals. And you're really doing it from a point of, okay, I've met them a couple of times. Maybe my friend has worked for them for about a year. So he's got some history, but you still have to really believe in the mission of the company. You have to really believe in the individuals that are involved and really have to trust that they're going to make the right decisions for you and, you know, your family when it comes down to it. And I think that that point, I really had to put my trust in the hands of, of others. And so, and me as a father and, you know, joining this company, I remember um, my boss coming to me, my good friend, and he said, you know, we might, we might, so right now we're going through a funding crisis. Once we get down to only a month of runway, I'm going to let you know so that you can make a decision. And I couldn't even believe it walking to the role. I'm like, okay, I just left a secure job. Now I'm taking this risk. Like, what am I going to do? Um, and amazingly enough, though, they, you know, they did a great job communicating, helping us understand what was going on, how we were going to receive the funding, what steps we needed to take. Um, and we made it through that together. And I think that first step of going through that first challenge really taught me a lot about the individuals at OnFleet and what our future was going to hold together. Wow, Robert, that was really awesome. That was a really awesome gem. So thank you so much for sharing that with yep. us. Um, as we're getting to an end here, can you go ahead and give us more information? You know, if anyone wants to find out more information about OnFleet, let us know how they could get a hold of you guys. And specifically, if they wanted to talk to you, let them know how they could get in touch. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my email is robert at onfleet.com. Um, if they're also looking for general information and sometimes even a quicker response rate, you can email at sales at onfleet.com. Um, in general, you can get more information at onfleet.com. We also do have a free 14-day trial of OnFleet. So if individuals are interested in just getting in there, testing out the software, trying it out, um, that is also an option. Um, but you know, we're here to help everybody who needs the assistance. Um, we have a pretty broad team, we're growing. And so we have, you know, my sales team is hungry, ready to chat and really discuss how they can help people implement, implement a logistics software to manage their in-house fleet. And especially in our world today, as I mentioned, it's commoditized. So, you know, any general information you guys want, please reach out. We'd be happy to chat um, and show you what our fleet is all about. Excellent. And as we are here today and finally, um, Sadly, can you sign us off with a one word close and also why you're going to choose this word to close with? 
Um, I'd say happy. I mean, you know, this has been a great conversation. It's always great talking with Tony. And, uh, you know, I'm excited that to work with Globally Paid as a partner. Um, and, you know, it just brings happiness to me to uh, work together with partners to really help businesses and customers achieve their financial goals and dreams. Thank you so much. And Robert, I truly I'm grateful for your time. I've been looking forward to interviewing you since we got out on the books a few weeks ago. But I'm thrilled and uh, I can't wait to get this out there. And, and, and I'm looking forward to actually having you back on here to catch up and see what else you're up to. Yeah, that sounds great, Tony. I'd be totally for it. Thanks, Robert. Thank you. All right. Thanks.